everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 142 from October the 15th of 1994. This is Booking the Territory as well, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. And I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper on the second episode of a back-to-back day where we're recording. Harper, I would ask you how you're doing, but I got the feeling you're going to be like, come on, bro, let's roll, let's do this thing. Let's get this shit over, dude. All right. Doc, how are you? Well, it's Good Friday, so um, you know this will have, everybody will have already be well done with their Easter plans and be thinking about Mother's Day and that beat down and oh. Memorial Day. Harper, you got some, you got any Easter egg hunt you're going to this weekend? No. When's the last time you went to an Easter egg hunt? Hunted some eggs. I guess I was a kid. You gonna hunt some eggs tonight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so wrong. How old are you? Doc, oh, you old enough to run camera on whatever egg hunting you're going to do tonight. Doc, do you remember last year we actually recorded a Smoky Mountain on, on Easter Sunday? Do you remember that? Because no, I don't. I don't. I drink a lot. Sorry. You you cut a promo, and, you, and in the very opening of the episode, you, you said, it's Easter Sunday. He has risen, and so has my dick. <laughs> okay i do remember that i was pretty drunk on easter that time and you, uh yeah i'm i'm just glad that that i have just turned over a new leaf and i'm not that person anymore and then, and then i, I mean it never on. was but i'm not That's again nice. hopper went on to say that jesus christ was the biggest baby face comeback of all time it was <laughs> it was the biggest all comeback. Of my wait, so wait in wrestling terms did he die or not it, no it's okay. like when so he died, it, but he didn't die. So he came back, and the crowd was he up. came back, and they they thought he was gone. It's like Sting, like they're like, what happened to Sting? And then he comes back at the Crow Sting. They're like, holy fuck, that Sting up in the Raptors with a fucking vulture, looking like the Crow. That's what happened on fucking Easter. <laughs> oh Every, man, everything is wrestling. <laughs> even oh. even the crucifixion of the R three of our our Savior. Okay. What? This is a Nothing. holy weekend for people of our faith. Yeah, yeah, that's why you made fun of it last year and said he has risen and so has my dick, hey, and I'm hey, going hey. hunting for an hey. egg later. Is what hey, came out hey, of your hey. mouth. Hey, hey. I mean, we all learn, we all grow as people. Come on, pal. Oh, okay. We all change. There we go. All right. This country was built on forgiveness. Okay. Small part. So, again, this is episode 142, October the 15th, 1994. Bob Cottle is gone. We are in a new <clears throat> venue. We're in Morgantown, North Carolina. I don't know if we've been here before. We're at the Collette Street Rec Center. 450 people in attendance. Jim Ross has taken Bob Cottle's place. We have JR and the great Les Thatcher calling Smoky Mountain at this point. Um, I feel like we're gonna about to do a cut and paste with the, with the demographics, but 
I, I'm guessing you looked all that up, Doc. Yeah, and actually, I have no, we're not. Hmm. Yeah, check this out. So we're in, like you said, we're in Morganton, North Carolina. That's in the somewhat western North Carolina. Um, population bigger town here, bigger town than we normally go to. We have a town of sixteen thousand nine hundred people. Okay. That's pretty. That's pretty big. We'll call it seventeen thousand, right? Yeah. Bruh, Mike, settle down here. But it's seventy-five point six seven percent white. Seventy-five point six seven. Wow. Yeah, that's far below what we normally see here. Uh, I mean, that's a good twenty percent less. Yeah, yeah, it's a change of pace. A little chocolate, and whatever since. Ever since, uh, what did my, uh, Harper say a couple of weeks ago? I mean, y'all are really, really making a move here. I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's due to the gangsters winning the straps. Actually, what he said was, "You see, Mike, y'all doing pretty well." Did well, let's do, let's get your calculator fired up as we start to look at these numbers and see how many of these underrepresented groups we actually have running around the town. Uh, so we got, let's say, 17,000 people in the town. You got 12.75% African-American. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said how many total people are in the town? Let's say 17,000. Let's round up. There's 17,000 people, and you said we got 12.75%. Uh, we got 2,167 African-Americans in this So you town. got enough black folks in this town that are as many running around there as some of the smaller towns this promotion goes to. There you go. There you go, man. See? You see? Why don't you stop bitching about shit? Wow. Not only does that many black people exist, but they have some partners in crime. Wait, maybe that's not the right term, partners in crime. Um, but there is another 11.16% Hispanic. Oh, wow. So what's going on in this town to have so much? Um, well, it must be a fucking construction boom. <laughs> there is a school for the deaf. So Harper, do you want to speak to these people? <laughs> That's it, huh? <laughs> actually, he actually what he did wasn't that bad. Okay. <laughs> He's got Gomer piled on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that's y'all. Y'all used y'all. All the people out there, y'all used to hate me, but I mean, nobody is setting up Harper for these dunks better than me. The lob is right there. He didn't even have to reach, <laughs> reach just dunk it, pal. Y'all going to fucking um, hell? Why? What? Y'all both going to hell? But proceed. The median income is thirty thousand, pretty much for a twenty nine thousand, I think, for a household. But get this: this was the most fascinating um, piece of data that I think we've pulled in these areas in a long time. So you know, when we get to these towns that have like seven black people, the how many people would y'all say percentage wise are below the poverty line usually? Like what 30, 28, 30, yeah, percent. Yeah. So it, so for some people out there might think, well, with all these extra brown folks, that number's going to skyrocket. But what we like to do here is challenge the myths that we live in in society and listen to this. Only 13.6% of the population is below the poverty line. 
This must be by the coast. No, it's inland. It's western North Carolina. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, this place is like, I mean, I think it might be the perfect place. Man, you could go there for the school for the deaf, get you abroad that can't hear. So then yeah. you can talk. I don't know why I fuck up Mike's bitch. There's no deaf people listen, listening to us. Because we you need got to put people out, who listen to, to this a, who are related to deaf people that aren't too happy with you making fun of deaf people. Like who? Yeah. Let's put I out a real. I'm just Let's saying. I mean, a, the fucking hundreds of thousands person. of people that listen to this show and you want to. There's somebody out there who's related to someone who's deaf that's going to be like, they're assholes. I'm not listening uh-huh. to this bullshit uh-huh. anymore. Uh-huh. Let's. Let's put out a Braille version of this. It's a oh, my of, God, dude. It's Speaking of that, no, no, I got a story that just popped <laughs> to my head that I haven't even thought about in 20 years. Well, this, <laughs> can't, this can't be bad. Let's go. <laughs> a friend this of is mine. not going to end well. This is not going to end well. <laughs> All right, everybody, grab your ankles. Here we go. Go, Harper. There was this death chick. She was hot. And my friend knocked it out. And he, I mean, we were like fucking 19 years old and he takes her home. Right. And he's, you know, he fucking lives at his parents' house and it says she was, she was loud. And he said he did it in impersonation of what she sounded like. And I was like, holy fuck. Well, it we was, need to hear what that sounds like. That, that, that fuck, like how fucking deaf people sound, but she was hollering. Stop. And I, I was Stop. like, did your parents wake up? He's like, no. I was like, that's... Stop. Dude, imagine... Ah, ah, ah. Dude, imagine that. God, bro. Stop. I so on. fucking dirty. <laughs> ah, dirty. I would just start laughing. I couldn't, I couldn't keep it... Uh, uh. Like, I'm like, this is just too funny. Uh, Y'all are going to hell, man. I'm just why? Yeah, what's so bad about that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, just... th- 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 see, that's how that's how immature dudes are. Deaf, like, deaf, that girls, dude, deaf girls need some dick too. Come on, that dude could not wait to run back to Harper and tell Harper that he banged a chick that couldn't hear. And <laughs> not only that, but he then has to tell Harper about the fact that she's loud, so she can't hear herself, so exactly. she screams. She screams and hollers the way a deaf person. We're fucking like 18, 19 years old. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, and now Doc's 44 and he's laughing at this shit. 45 <laughs> laughing at this shit. It's funny, man. Or y'all going to hell, bro. Why? Y'all, y'all ain't passing go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had somebody email the show. You're wrong for judging Harper and Doc like that. Exactly. <laughs> true. Thank you. Like, Thank you, can listeners. You, can you ever smell that it's a work? I don't really mean they're going to hell. Jesus Christ. We put up with uh, a lot to deal with you. These people okay. don't know. All right. Um, Hopper, <laughs> <laughs> that was dirty. Go keep Man, going, we have, we, we have at? severely buried the lead that we've got staring at us right there. Well, sort of staring at us right there because his face is a little scrunched up. One of the greatest announcers of all time. And uh, he's here. He's in the promotion now. Yeah, we got we got we got Jr. Jr. Should be calling when action. he starts talking here in a minute. I mean, you got to pour one out for Bob Cottle, but I mean, Jr. is going to make this shit feel like it's a big event. 
So I tell you what, let's just since this JR's first time. Here he is opening the show. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another exciting hour of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I'm Jim Ross alongside the Hall of Famer, Les Thatcher. We've got a great program. Now, remember last week, ladies and gentlemen, Ricky Morton did not make it to the arena, or at least that's what we thought. He made it to the arena, Les, although it was very belated. It certainly was, and not in the kind of shape Ricky Morton should have showed up in, Jim. We're going to give the fans a look at that later on in the program. Exclusive footage for you, ladies and gentlemen, later in the broadcast, plus the beat the television champ, another big matchup today for Boo Bradley. That's right. The very. All right, I know we're going to miss Bob Cottle, and he was the voice of Smoky Mountain Wrestling for a long time, but I say this on a Saturday night show, which ironically, as we record this, Jim... Jim Ross just Ollie's on all this shit at the same time. JR's on all this shit. Man, I swear that there's some kind of cosmic bullshit going on here. Yeah, I agree. But um, Hopper, doesn't JR give the give Smoky Mountain a big fight feel to it though with his voice? He does. He gives it some uh, chrome rims and some fucking uh, leather seats hydraulics? to it. I think he puts the hydraulics on it as well. Yeah. Um. This is it's just really ironic how they always line up these things that we we do with these shows. And I know part of it's everybody was everywhere and everybody worked in so many different places, but uh it's true. So all right, we keep going. Um well before we do, Doc, you got anything else about JR's opening right there? No, but you're showing it on the screen right now. We got George South in the territory too, damn it. Yes, George South. That is George South from NWA Saturday Night Fame. Uh, the hillbillies are happy that to flag, see. Huh? Oh, Jesus. Jesus looked a little too comfortable doing that. Like it was not. A, look at him; he was happy. Yeah, take it. it away from him. He's like, bro, give me, give me my fucking flag back. So what they're talking about is Tracy is out there coming to the ring, and he's whoa, dancing. Whoa. Look at that and dance! Giving, and giving the 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 rebel flag to all the fans, and the fans are waving it, and boy, are Man, they happy doing look so. At the, it's like a bunch of Wilbers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> It was an up fruit picker. Let me uh wait till y'all see the episode of Saturday night. It's in three, four weeks maybe. When Mighty Wilbur uh gets injured and they do an interview with him from the hospital bed. Oh Jesus God. Christ. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh but yes. All right, George South is taking on Tracy Smothers. Uh the Hillbillies are happy to see Tracy as he's out there waving a the flag and boy are they lathered up. Um Long story short, Smothers defeats the veteran George South. Doc, any thoughts on the match? I thought the crowd is a little... I mean, it didn't look like 450 people in there. I don't know how they're all dispersed. Um, Man, if you look at George South in 1994 right there, he looks like if Jake the Snake and Jimmy Del Rey had a kid. Wow. <laughs> Talk about a guy who doesn't get his due just because he was an enhancement. Look at him. Yeah. Jake the Snake and Jimmy Del Rey. Yeah. He's still in good shape, though, right now. Oh, he yeah. He looks good. This is a he good He still match. works. These two guys are put on a really fun match to start this show. And uh, I don't know if you caught this during the match, but apparently JR has wasted no time in fully embracing his carny roots because he's now running a Smoky Mountain hotline for people to call in. God bless this. him. Look at those pre-diabetic little children out That's there. That's nice. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> like, I'm not drinking Diet Coke. My daddy said queers drink Diet Coke. I drink regular Coke. God, I heard that back in the day. That's what's sad. I know. That's what people, for the longest, that's what, you know, that's what, uh, 
uh, light beer was like that until light beer is uh, like that. I'd rather be fat and drink beer than fucking drink that piss. That's speaking nice. Of, speaking of beer, so recently, you, you know, Steve Austin, who does a podcast uh, for uh, the Working uh, Man, he's been on vacation for six months now. Uh, but I listened to his episode that he re-aired with um, Frankie, um, not Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, which is a real good episode. But Austin is just a doc. I hate to say this, man, but Steve Austin's full of bullshit. He's been on vacation now for six months from his podcast vacation. It must be nice to take a goddamn vacation for six months. But that wasn't where I'm going with this. They were talking to Christopher Daniels. And um, just like that, I forgot what I was going to say about Daniels. Jesus <laughs> Oh, beer, 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 beer. So, Doc, this is around the time that Austin was first starting to talk about that IPA bullshit. And he's and he's and he's talking to Daniels about IPA and Daniels is like, yeah, man, I tried it. And it's just ah, no way, dude. It's just and Austin goes, well, it's an acquired taste. You just can't go from one to another. And I'm here to tell you again for the 500 time. I don't know how you acquire the taste of fucking flowers and perfume in your beer. You're shooting a promo with the wrong guy. I don't know how you do it either. It's gross. And I love yeah. beer. Fuck that. Anyway, I, I, just I, I, I don't know what you want me to say. I, I'm with Christopher Daniels here. That shit is gross. I don't care if Stone Cold pisses it out his pee hole. It's still gross. IPAs are it, disgusting. Can you imagine guzzling and, and, that and, one and, after one, And here's one, though? the thing. You meet these hipster motherfuckers, and they're all the same. They're like, you just haven't tried the right one. Motherfucker, they, they all taste the same. You Bro, that's like saying, it's like saying, oh, well, you you just never sucked the right dick yet. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> y'all might hate not... me out there, but this is the reason y'all need me back. <laughs> All right. I just, they were, I just, it's just, God, Doc, that time you gave me that IPA, I just was like, how in the fuck do people drink this? Yeah, fuck that. I still think that it's disgusting, dude. And they all taste alike. They got all these different brands of it at the store. I'm like, every one of these motherfuckers tastes the same. Uh, it's 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 I mean, truly like thing. scary. I don't. I do. I, look, you're out there and you want to get your buzz on. You you're a real working man, not like Austin. You want to live your life and drink beer, whatever. Get get buzz, escape from the real world and your broad and your kids and whatever. That's great. But I I don't like like Bud the domestic like Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light. But I could always tell the difference in the taste. If you handed me yeah. one, go like that's Bud Budweiser, that's Miller, and that's Coors. Yeah, I every IPA tastes the same. Shitty. Every time, when me and my wife go to the grocery store, every time we're in there, there's like I get a, a, I get a picture from the from the grocery aisle of Mike complaining about all these IPAs. It's like y'all white people are fucked up. Well, it's like there's forty fucking versions of it now there too. Is, Try try drinking a lager or a pilsner and trying to go shopping at the beer store in 2019. It's fucking ridiculous. And it's they're like all these fancy names of them, and that's why I like I. And again, I, I I'm not a beer drinker, so I'm probably the wrong one. And and people go. So why well, are you, you hanging out like on beer. the beer aisle? I don't hang out on the dick aisle. Well, 
No, 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 no. So like, you can't. I mean, you can't miss it. A lot of times, it's not even on a beer aisle. They'll just be sitting like at the end of an aisle, and it's like a pile of them. A pile of them. Yeah, like they're just stacked up, and it's like ten different versions of IPAs. And if you really go down the beer aisle, there's like a whole fucking section of IPAs, and they're they all got these fancy names. I think it was I think it was Thin Man Within, like um, Mark uh, Mark on Twitter, who said it one time. He was like, um, "Those IPAs are like." pumpkin spice lattes that broads use it's just the it's just like the white male version of it i think that's what he said i might i might be getting it wrong but anyway oh shit what? let's keep going um doctoring's ipa on the, on the side he's just not telling y'all i do not that is a lie and you know it doc do you remember my face when you gave me that ipa it's about like the face i make i go see you're like you looked at me and you go Austin makes this shit. I go I guess. No, I I actually <laughs> what went through my head was first was is this a rib? What did you put in this? I roofied it so that I could get in your booty later. That's yeah. Nice. So Tracy no, Smothers and people are gonna ask why did he have one? It was a remember it was the BTT Christmas party where we'd had people over a couple weeks before and they left it there. I was like shit, I ain't gonna drink this. This is disgusting. yeah, didn't. Didn't want to, like, um, your son's uh, friend's parents, like, bring some beer over and they brought, uh, uh, like, a six-pack of IPAs and that was what was left over? Yes. I was like, goody, this will sit here forever. Hey, in, Mike, in, come here. Mike, come here. Try <laughs> well, no, what it was is he, t- he said, bro, when you come over, when you come over this weekend, I- I'm going to I'm gonna let you taste it. And I tasted it and then I told my wife to taste it and she was like, Jesus Christ. It's like somebody took out a flower petal and just wrung it out. And that's what they got out of it. I don't. Whatever. Um, I'm no, no more. No more ripping on IPAs, I guess. Tracy Smothers is out here and he's about to cut a promo. Remember this whole thing with Brian Anderson's been going on. And uh, Tracy's about to address that. Here it is. Another impressive victory, ladies and gentlemen, for the wild-eyed southern boy, Tracy Smothers. And Tracy, as uh, we mentioned earlier in the program, this week we're going to see the wrestling debut here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling of young Brian Anderson. He's the son of Ole Anderson, a great legend. Now, what is the rumor I hear that you and uh, young Mr. Anderson had a problem whenever he was in college? Mr. Ross, I don't know what Brian Anderson's problem is. Some time ago when he was wrestling in college at 171, he was a tremendous amateur wrestler. Now he's turned pro. He remembered something. He, he had a, he's just like Ole. He's got a bad attitude, a great a- athlete, but a bad attitude. He thought he knew everything there was to know about wrestling. I went down and worked out with him, and I showed him that he didn't. Now, he hadn't forgotten it. I never give it another second thought. But, you know, he's come to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and he's come looking for me. Well, Brian Anderson, like I said, you're a tremendous athlete. But when you come to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I'm your Huckleberry. I'm the one you need to find. Anytime you want some of me, we'll get in the ring and we'll see who the better man is. We'll just see. It ain't nothing but a thing. All right, Tracy, thanks very much. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's how you can sponsor Smoky Mountain Wrestling in your hometown. He said, I will be your Huckleberry. Uh, Doc, what were your thoughts on this? Just like Ole. I like that line. That's a pretty good one. Anything else? I was going to leave the Huckleberry for Harper. Yeah, another tombstone quote. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, in so, so many words, he also said, bring it, pal. Yeah. Well, but that's what you would expect from Tracy. That's what he does. Well, and Tracy, he, ain't running, he, also... he ain't running east and west, pal. 
You know that about him. He's Tracy going is also the south. He's also the ultimate. Oh shucks, that it just comes off of him in those promos that, it, like, especially that one that he just did. Oh shucks, Mister Ross, I don't know what, what Brian Anderson' problem is with him. I never had a problem with him. I don't know what he's talking about. It's just the whole all shucks aura of him. Um, Hopper, anything else from it though? Nah. Okay, we're gonna get an update now from Ricky Morton. Um, Jim Ross is gonna give us an update, and then Ricky Morton's gonna cut a promo. Here it is. Ricky Morton did not appear on this television broadcast, but last he did appear at the arena rather late in the evening. Yes, he did. He came in, he was bruised, he was battered, and certainly it wasn't due to car problems. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank goodness that the referee had his home video camera with him. He documented exactly the condition that Ricky Morton was in. Right now, let's all take a look. Hey, That's a dangerous and a scary situation for Ricky Morton, Les. It certainly is. And of course, this thing with the gangsters and the Rock and Roll Express has escalated so fast, Jim. The Rock and Roll Express have some comments to make about it. And let's hear what they have to say. Let's go to Ricky and Robert. You know, ever since the gangsters appeared here at Smoky Mountain Wrestling, all they've talked about is the Rock and Roll Express, getting their hands on us and getting those Smoky Mountain titles. Well, you see, when they first appeared here, they come to the ring using blackjacks, Robert. Then we got them in a match where we beat them in the ring. And what did they do? They used the blackjacks. And then on my way last week to the TV taping, somebody bumped me from behind. Well, I got to see what it was, which everybody knows. I got hit, Robert, across the back of the head with the blackjack. Next thing I know, it's raining, it's dark time, and I come stumbling in, the TV taping's already over. But you see, gangsters, just come down to a situation like this right here. I don't care where you're at. I don't care where you go. And I'm going to make a promise to you. And promises is what I keep. If I was you, when I go home, I would look up under my bed to make sure we're not there. I would pull my shower curtain back to make sure we're not there. Because the element of surprise is going to happen upon you. That is a promise. We are going to get you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is... Doc, I'll throw it to you first. Any thoughts on what happened to Ricky Morton right there and his response? Ricky looks like Wanda found out about Berber and whooped his ass. <laughs> That's a passable explanation for sure. Um, I thought Morton was good there because, I mean, it's serious business. You know, go home and tell your loved ones goodbye because this shit's on, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, I, it's believable and it's like you got to believe that the gangsters have gotten in their head, man. They're willing to stop all the rap banging and good times and rock and roll is here to stay because we got to go whoop some ass. Harper, what do you have from it? He's ready to kick their ass, man. He better look yeah. behind the shower curtains because he might have fucking Rick and Morton there um, with, his, with his pants off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to chop in the shower with you. <laughs> That's nice. What's All the right. sound? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. Um, 
Uh, they're just advancing a storyline. Um, good stuff. But we got Sean Casey and Brian Logan in the ring, and they're waiting on the gangsters, and uh, a familiar face is walking with the gangsters. Oh, yeah. D'Lo Brown is walking out to the ring with them. Um, a very young-looking D'Lo. And uh, the gangsters get frisked before the matches they normally do um, to make sure they aren't packing some heat. They've got their Smoky Mountain gold on them. They wear Silver. Okay. Uh, at one point, Les says he's not well-versed in street fighting and the tactics the gangsters use. Um, I thought that was funny from Les. But um, I don't know. Uh, what do you... Uh, Doc, you got anything from this match? Yeah, so is it just me? Or is the way that gym is lit is it in, the, in the camera shot make it look like the bottom rope is droopy? Yeah, I kept looking at the same thing. It's droopy. It it, it it does look like that. See? What do you mean, droopy? Yeah. It looks fucked up. It does. What? They need to go back and reshoot. Okay, I'm not I'm not noticing it, but alright. I noticed it. Yeah, look. It's it's the little things. Yeah. When you say droopy, tell me what you mean by that. Um, it looks like the bottom rope when they start wrestling is hanging low because of the shadow that the it puts back into the ring. Yeah. It's the camera angle. Okay. Uh, uh maybe my, my eyes just ain't seeing it because I'm not seeing it. I'm not trying. I mean, I ain't trying to fuck with you here. Harper said it too. Okay. Well, no problem. All right. Uh, any thoughts from? This I mean, match? I didn't turn off the episode because of it. I'm just mentioning it because you got to talk about something on here. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I agree. Um, thoughts from the match though? Uh, anything? Those boys are in trouble. They're in a lot of trouble. Um, did 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 y'all catch? I don't know if it was Jr. or look, see, you don't see it. I'm not seeing it. Fuck, bro. Christ, it catches my eye. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It it ain't uh, maybe it's the lighting. I, I'm I'm not seeing it. But did y'all catch? I think it was Les that said the gangsters have been reprimanded, disciplined, and fined more than any other wrestler in Smoky Mountain history. Yeah, that was some. Like well, the they show line. it. They show it uh, on as a fun fact later in the episode. Yeah, I find that hard to believe because Cornette has been reprimanded, well, disciplined, and fined a lot. Well, he's a manager. Oh, okay, makes sense. Um, okay, so we do need to go to a promo with the gangsters right here, though. After their match, so let me uh, let me get that queued up. Here it is. You need to call that a hotline, bro. One nine hundred seven three Smokey. Dude, you fucking get, uh, you get, you get the lady, the the cussing lady. Fucking uh, Luke was telling me one time when uh he was a kid, and a neighbor of his would would go out to smoke or whatever, and they have to you know a cordless phone, and they would have it outside with them, and then they would leave it out there. Jeez, and he he said he would take the phone and call all those like one eight hundred WCW numbers and the WWF numbers when I, you know we we find out who's going to be the special guest referee at Starcade and shit like that. <laughs> he said he, he said he would just sit there and call all those numbers. <laughs> if, if finally the guy got smart and started bringing a phone inside, <laughs> could you imagine when that guy got that fucking phone bill. 
What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Calling the phone company? Yeah. What is this? Especially if he's not a wrestling fan. He doesn't know right. any better. Like, he sees it on the bill. What is this bullshit? Fuck, <laughs> oh, man. You know, you could call. Back in the day, though, if you had that shit on your phone, you can call and be like, I never called this. I never did this. I never authorized this. They, they'd refund yeah. it. But still, yeah, that guy must have saw his phone bill. He was like, what the hell? But, you know, that's on him, bro. What you leaving your phone outside for? Yeah, for real. Take your shit inside, man. Don't be an idiot. Especially in that piss-ant town. Well, y'all were in Metairie, so I don't know how bad Fuck, he's in Shrewsbury. Is that what Luke... (laughs) bag, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, Do we need to explain that? Do you need to explain what Shrewsbury is? It's... uh... It's kind of like on the Jefferson Parish Orleans line about a river. Is it like the white trash area? Is that what you're trying yes, to say? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> Just making sure. All right. <laughs> uh, let's keep going. Uh, Jim Ross is about to interview the gangsters. Here it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we saw the videotape earlier in the program of the damage done to Ricky Morton in a roadside incident. I'm going to ask you straight up. Did you have anything to do with what happened to Ricky Morton recently? Hey, somebody called me and told me Ricky had got beat up somewhere on the side of the highway. I was at home asleep. I was at home asleep. The police came to my house like they always do, got me out the bed again and questioned me. I didn't have nothing to do with it. Nothing. So, Ricky, don't blame you being drunk in some nightclub on me and Mustafa. We didn't do nothing to you. You was down in Memphis at some nightclub drunk and you fell and pumped your head on a table and you gonna blame it on us. But I told you that we would get the job done. These redneck, hillbilly, Uncle Tom, Negro setups didn't want to believe we'd get the job done. But as I stand here and speak, look who's the tag team champion. Just like I told you we would get the bill, and just like the late Malcolm X said, by any means necessary. Now we got them. Call me what you want. Feel how you want to feel. You got to accept the fact that New Jack and Mustafa, the gangsters, are the tag team champions, and I don't care if you like it or not, but we're here, and we're going to stay till we get ready to leave. And if you don't like it, go with Ricky, go with Robert, go with Elvis. Rock and roll is dead, and the hell with you, baby. And that's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, they're here for the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Champions, and the Dirty White Boy will be with us. We- All right, um... Doc, your thoughts on the gangsters right there? I was home asleep. I didn't hear it. Yeah. I don't understand Bro, he why did, they were over. He, he called Ricky out for being drunk, too. <laughs> drunk is some Memphis are we, town. Are we blurring the lines here? <laughs> That's nice. What are you trying to say? I, I just, I you know, rock and roll is on patrol, or what is it? Party time in the van, or? Well, really, that what was, made it bad. That was short he, but effective. It was. What really would have made it bad is if he'd have said he was drunk and passed out from doing some cocaine. I mean, if he'd have went there, it really would have. Oh, yeah. He, he went far enough with it. He was drunk and passed out. Uh, Hawker, what'd you have? Yeah, he was. I'm home asleep. Mm. Right. I was at home sleeping. I ain't done nothing. Yeah, for real. For I'm real. trying to put that on me. 
For real. I'm just sitting here minding my own business, man. Minding my own business, and y'all all in my shit. I ain't do nothing. Okay. Uh, we'll keep going since New Jack is innocent. They have a replay of the Dirty White Boy uh, being beaten by Bedlam and Cornette with a leather strap. This was from two weeks ago. Uh, so, I mean, that's his... I mean, I don't know how much... Basically, we're playing just old shit at this point. Um, and then they go to a, a promo. Um, Doc, did you have anything from Dirty White Boy's promo? No. Jimmy's in trouble, though. Corny's going to get his ass. That's all I had. Harper, did you have anything from it? Yeah, he's he's gonna beat the shit out of him. I'm with that. He is. Um, Dirty White Boy. I did want to say he does announce that next week there will be a country whooping match with the stipulations of if Dirty White Boy loses, White Boy gets handcuffed um, and gets ten lashes. But if Dirty White Boy wins, Bedlam and Cornette both get five lashes apiece. So. Uh, Dirty White Boy says he'll also ha- he also has a surprise for Cornette for next week, and that was the uh, that was a big update. So the the whipping match, I say country whipping match, but it's a whipping match. White Boy loses, he gets the lashes. If White Boy wins, Bedlam and Cornette get the lashes. Uh, from there, uh, did that summarize it well, Doc? Sure. Yeah. So they they start this new segment this week, and I don't remember how long this lasts, but they start a new segment, and they're going to call it Confrontation, and it's hosted by Jim Ross Weekly. And this particular confrontation is with Bob Armstrong and Jim Cornette as they confront each other. Now, um, a little summary, and I'll leave it to y'all if we need to play it, because it is very long, but somehow... Bob Armstrong announces that he will become the commissioner of Smoky Mountain Wrestling again on December 1st. Cornette begs for one more chance to defeat Armstrong before Armstrong becomes commissioner. Now, Cornette says he will do anything for one more chance at Armstrong's hide. Armstrong then says, okay, and he challenges Cornette and says, if I defeat your mystery man that you're thinking about bringing in, you need to kiss my feet. Armstrong tells that to Cornette. But if Armstrong loses, he has to leave the promotion forever. Now, they talked for like six minutes to tell what I just said in about a minute. And I just want to ask, Doc, did that summarize it well? And then what did you think? One more last chance, right? Yeah, I think it's same old shit, man. But yeah, I don't care, man. I want to see who he brings in. So let's watch it. Let's let's get there. That's the mystery of it. But, Harper, what were your thoughts? I thought the same. I was like, man, here we go again. I mean, Harper's right. And I've actually heard a lot of Smoky Mountain fans have said this about the promotion. One of the the downsides of it was Corny and Bob. They, they they, They kept going to that well. And... I mean, it's 94 now. You got a small roster, though. There's only so many combinations you can roll out there, and Bob and Corny need to be together because they can do this thing. Yeah, but how often can you keep going to the well of, you're the commish, I'm trying to get you out of here? I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, I love Smoky Mountain, but it's, Harper's right. Like, it's kind of the same thing. The only mystery here is, okay, well, who's going to be the mystery man? Who is it? You don't. I will hold off. Um, Doc, you don't agree. You think this is fine to keep going this route? I'm asking. 
Okay, Doc walked away. I, I don't I don't I don't even remember who the mystery man is at this point. Actually I do, but we'll see. Is it Cactus Jack? I have no clue. Um but for now we'll keep going. So um I just but I Harper, I'm with you. I think they I'm with a lot of people here that are on the with the mindset that they went to this a lot. They kept going to this story and it's probably it was good the first couple of times and but you know, once you're once you're you know, two and a half years into the promotion, it kind of it kind of weighs thin on you. Is that how you feel? Yes, yes. It's all right. We're good. All right. So Doc's back. Um, hey, we you remember what the... I said about having a house full of people, right? Bruh. They can't stand for you to not be everywhere they are at all times, right? <laughs> all right. So after the confrontation, which again goes on for a while, there is another Smoky Mountain Wrestling hotline plug where you're going to get news from all wrestling federations with Jim Ross. And then you'll also hear from um, the real truth with Jim Cornette on the hotline. Um, and you can vote in the fans poll. Let Smoky Mountain know what you think and send a message to any Smoky Mountain Wrestling. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Who sent those? Hey, uh, 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 of uh, the gangsters, you know, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I can just imagine <laughs> what they sent them. Right, boy, you know that was brutal. Oh, God. <laughs> I would love to hear it. I would too. <laughs> um, I wonder if Corny's got saved those messages anywhere. It would be great if he did. Hey, that's a great send that into go. the drive-through. The if Corny saved any of the messages that were left on the hotline for the stars of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, send that into the drive-through. Get us credit. You'll get a shout out on air if you get that through the drive-through. We appreciate it. Um, we'll keep going. Um, they got Brian Anderson out there with Ole Anderson. I thought it was meat and potatoes from them. Harper, what did you have? Anything out yeah, of the ordinary? Meat, yeah, yeah, meat and potatoes. He's now two fifty now. What you, what you hey, got, Doc? You got Ole and Jr. standing there together in Smoky Mountain, dude. That's pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, no. Uh, I liked when Ole said, "No music, no robes, no smoke." I was thinking, no getting over either. <laughs> Damn. Damn, dude, that's <laughs> Ole's old school, man. I tell you what, though, Ole ain't in bad shape right there, though. Uh, he's got those little sensible slacks on and a belt. Yeah, he got his little dockers on. He's yeah, sports he, dad. Yeah, he he he's uh. He didn't blow up. I mean, he's looking like he's in good shape right there. But anyway, uh, meat and potatoes, and uh, they tell Tracy Smothers uh, to, you know, you guys, you're going to be on notice, Tracy, for uh, calling out my boy. And Brian Anderson is now heading to the ring to take on Steve Skyfire. He makes quick work of Skyfire. He hits him with a shoulder breaker and then gets him to submit via an arm bar like his dad would do on Saturday night sometimes. And that was all I had from it. Doc, uh, anything else? I like... I thought what was a good piece there was that Les was talking about wrestling Ole back in the sixties and that, yeah. that and that his kid look seems a lot like him. I, was, I thought that was a good job uh of of Les to try to help get the kid over. Good point. Whatever good happened point. to him? Holy son? Yeah. Uh, somebody out there will uh, know, and they can send that to Chris Hopper's Facebook page. Send that to um, Book of the Territory at gmail.com. Hopper wants to know. Mike doesn't care. 
uh, what happened to him, but send oh, that to uh, send that to Harper's Facebook. There you go. Uh, keep it, boy. They are plugging the piss out of this hotline during this show, aren't they? They are. Well, Jr.'s to... coming off of having fucking WWF money. That's true. They are plugging Damn. this hotline. That this ain't this ain't the Vince's money. We gotta. I wonder how much money that they fucking made off of this. Off the hotline? Yeah. I don't know. Wasn't everybody kind of starting to do a hotline at this time? Yeah. W, yeah, W had one. Didn't fucking ECW have one, too? Yep. Uh, yeah, they all had them. Yeah. yeah Wildcat should have one. No. With you doing it. <laughs> yeah. Be telling them all kinds of shit. <laughs> Just making <laughs> stuff up. Yeah. all right uh let's keep it moving primetime brian lee and lance storm my note here was primetime brian lee was so much better as a heel um his babyface promos just boy all i can say leaves a lot to be desired doc your thoughts i can get it done faster than that my only note was meh yeah they don't they don't gel well. And especially since I know what's about to happen, I don't want to spend any more time on this than we have to. I want to get to what's getting. Yeah, because in the next match, Scott Stud, Scotty Riggs. Scotty Riggs versus Boo Bradley, aka Balls Mahoney, mm. um, are in the next matchup. So let me let me go to it. And uh Boo is a God, he's a mess. Holy shit. <laughs> Look at this goofball. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT to see the video version of this. And he is just. A disaster. He's a disaster. Harper, you always want to know what the T-Rex looks like. That's what I was thinking. Really? That's what it looks like? Close, but the T-Rex's arms, although not shorter, are like skinny, as in like a hundred pound person's arms type skinny. Oh, man. But that's the T Rex right there. False Mahoney. Clo- clo- I mean, would you? I mean, not that hairdo, obviously, right, Doc? Yeah. But, not, but. Yeah. Body weight, would you agree? Yeah. Or is T Rex bigger? <laughs> he's sniffing up. He's, he's trying to sniff up Tammy's dress. And Tammy's like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't blame him there. <laughs> What's it smell like, Hopper? I don't know. Bad we, decisions. Well, not back then. <laughs> okay. I don't know, bro. What? I don't know, man. Well, I thought if you go to the commentary here, and I forget, I don't have a timestamp, but if you go back and listen, JR talk about Scotty Riggs and his amateur background and all that, he sounds just like Watts in 82 in Mid-South. You can see... The lineage there. It's crazy. And that's who trained him. Yeah. Well, I know that. If you hear a uh, lawnmower running in the background, it's because uh, Doc's got his um, his his lawn guy doing his grass right now this early in the morning. The guy showed up yeah. early to do it. So yeah. I it think is. it's the Smoky Mountain Negro that's over here. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Hey, that man's a hard worker. I'm trying to pop up the local economy. Your lawn guy's a good dude, though, man. He works his ass off. My lawn guy's a great guy. He and I are buddies. We stand out there and talk about broads. He's like, yep. what, 
what we came to the uh, conclusion of is that whether you're a 60 60 year old black man or a 44 year old white man these broads are all the same pal and if you ever want to know the difference between doc and i doc can afford a long guy i can't there you have it that's uh, nice I cut, my, I cut my own grass um anyway well no 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 i've been to your house you cut the weeds well, the weeds, uh, whatever. I do my own cutting. I actually cutting. have grass. Yeah. I have a manicured lawn that I take care of myself. Bruh. And you have. You are the honkiest a, of honkies. And a pat, I, I like to spend time outside working in the yard, giving back to the earth. He's got a fucking garden, y'all. Yeah. I do. He, I grow vegetables. He's the really? honkiest of the honkies. <laughs> <laughs> you grow tomatoes? I do, grow to, I do grow tomatoes, and we turn it into a... Uh, Homemade salsa, pal, and it's delicious. You know, hey, you got. But see, but here's the thing, and you go, "Oh, that's some nerdy shit." No, 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 no. I grab the kids out there. See, this is this is an insight into Doc's life. I grab the kids. I have them help me so that then they got some skin in the game, and then they learn that you got to water shit, you got to take care of it, and then when you put in hard work, you get something from it. I'm trying the year right there. I'm trying real hard to make sure that we don't have white privilege in the house. Good hey, job. look, it's it's Cactus Jack. Yeah, well, I was going to go to that. Let's go to that right now. So uh, I got to tell you, uh, Scott Studd, Scotty Riggs looks good. I agree with what Doc said about Jr. putting him over and Jr. sounding a l- little bit like Watts. I mean, that's who basically trained him uh, when it comes to commentary and whatnot. I mean, that's where he broke in as a as a. That's where he broke in, his, in my opinion, as a wrestling commentator. I know he did other stuff prior to that. But um, uh, we got to fast forward to the end of this. Uh, and that is right now, if you're watching on the Patreon video, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Cactus Jack comes down the ringside. It's a small crowd, but um, there, is a, there is a general reaction to it. So let me, um, let, me, let me play a little bit of that. Here it is. Some graceful moves a moment ago is now turned into a brawler of the first. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, look at who's coming. Look who's here. I what? can't believe it. That's, I can't that's believe it. Jack, it's it Jack. It's Jack. Cactus Jack is here. What? I knew Cactus Jack left WCW. He's been floating around the country, but this is the last place I thought I'd see Cactus Jack. And now he's got Boo Bradley's attention. Bradley's waving at Cactus Jack. Like he's a fan of Lama. The new champion, Jim, what a work of fate, what a journey. And Cactus Jack just walking in out of the clear blue sky. Cactus. So, uh, Doc, you've been waiting to get to this moment. Your thoughts on uh, Cactus Jack here? Yet another huge name coming in. Harper, what was your thought on that? I thought it was like, okay. Because I heard the crowd pop. I thought it was going to be Candino uh, or fucking uh, maybe... Uh, uh, Brian Lee. I was like, the fuck is Cactus Jack doing here? Bro. Yeah. That's a big name. Yeah. That's a big fucking name. Now, he's not what he's going to be when he gets to the WWF in a few years and ends up, you know, mankind and world champion and yeah. all that stuff. But, I mean, we all knew who Cactus was from WCW, and he pops up here, and it's, holy shit, Cactus Jack. Um... Why? I mean, and he goes to ECW after this. 
Again, another guy who ends up in ECW. Mm. But no, that's neither here nor there. But my point is, like, Cactus Jack just showed up in Smoky Mountain. So that's a know, big deal. You got JR in, you got Cactus Jack in. This shit's taking off. I agree. So um, let's go now. I don't know if I got this timestamp right, but let's go now to uh, Cactus Jack's promo. Uh, here we go. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, on Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Let's get Cactus Jack in here. What a surprise. Cactus Jack right off the streets. What are you doing in Smoky Mountain Wrestling? But Jim, I didn't come here to cause any problems. Actually, I'm here for one reason. Cactus Jack's mission of mercy. You see, I've sensed the kindred spirit in Pooh Bradley, and I sense that maybe he's not being treated so well. And Jim, you can vouch for me. Cactus Jack knows what it's like to be mistreated. Cactus Jack knows what it's like to be slapped around. And for all the times I dove off ring aprons, for all the times I've had what's left of my brain splattered on a concrete floor, I'm telling you the most difficult move that I ever made in my life was to stand up to scum like Kevin Sullivan. Stand up and say, no, I won't take it. And yes, it was very difficult, but when I did, it was the second greatest night in my life. And I'm here to say, Boo Bradley, you too can stand up. With my help, you don't have to take it, and you can have a night just as great as mine. Jim, this is the most heroic mission I've ever been on. Bang, bang! All right, ladies and gentlemen, Cactus Jack, maybe you'll be back next week. And our 900 number question, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, do you think... Okay, um, I love Cactus. Harper, your thoughts on the promo? It's fucking awesome. Who yeah, else is going to show up? I mean, well, that question, who else is going to show up? We've, well, <laughs> let's just say that's not even the biggest name who's going to show up in the next year. But uh, what else, Hopper? Anything else? I just thought, I mean, is he like going to be his manager or something? Well, you got to stay tuned, right, Doc? Oh, and he's going to uh, utter one of the craziest lines about Boo Bradley that you could say on the air, too. Oh. Well, it, this was weird, but it was Cactus's uh, personality. You know, he says he heard Boo Bradley's spirit scream out to him, and he said he sensed Boo was being treated very badly, and Cactus knows how it feels to be smacked around, and he said it was difficult, but he figured it out, and he knows how to stand up to abuse, and Cactus says this is his biggest mission yet. Doc, what were your thoughts on Cactus right here? Bang, bang. I mean... It is on now because, you know, we said it earlier, Primetime Brian Lee is not going to be the, the fuel that that feud needs, but Cactus sure as hell will be. Fair point, fair point. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, Doc, any other thoughts? Man, didn't see that coming. What an episode. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. So we're going to give this thing to disability check shortly. I want to remind you, if you're not a patron, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Uh, by the time this airs, I'm thinking we would have cut the first Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-view of 1988, the Bunkhouse Stampede from January 24th of 88. So if you're at that $5 tier, you will get that pay-per-view along with the Clash of Champions. And um, Doc and I, and we've been doing some random watch-alongs, too. We did an AWA one. Uh, Lance and I did an ECW one. So 
By the time you're hearing this, all that stuff is up on the new tier. Um, but if you just want world class, you can do the five dollar, the two dollar tier as well. And any tier you choose, just choose one. Go to tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt and become a patron of this show. Also, if you want the video reviews of uh, the episodes that we do, uh, you can get that there as well. Doc, let's do disability checks. Uh, Cactus showed up, man. What are you giving this thing? Man, there's a lot going on here. Big fight feel, Cactus Jack. I'm loving it. I'm going to say 8.7. Woo! Hopper, what are you giving it? Get an 8.5. Cactus showed up, man. I mean, damn, that was... uh... I know. That was freaking fantastic, dude. It's just because you didn't expect it. It it literally, it just came out of nowhere. Um, so while Bob and Armstrong and Cornette are jarring back and forth about this whole commissioner thing, out of nowhere we get cactus. So just yeah, I, I'm with you. So, um, government cheese award time uh, is uh, presented wait, by. Wait, was Harp? What was Harper's rating? Eight point five. Yeah, yeah, we're in there together. You yep. you don't like to do that anymore, you said? Yeah, I I let the people tell us what they think about it. Oh. oh. Ugh. Are you sure that's a good <laughs> idea? Uh, yeah, sure it is. Uh sure. Okay. Well I'll tell you um, what, everybody, since I'm on your side now, everybody send in your rating to Mike and then I'll average him <laughs> up and tell you what we got. Yeah, right. You'll average shit up. Uh don't forget to use our Amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Go buy Bobby Blaze's book, Pin Me, Pay Me. Bobby should be back in the territory soon. Uh go get Death of the Territories. Again, just use tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. You can buy anything and everything off of Amazon and it is a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it each and every time they use Amazon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash B-T-T Amazon. It is time for some government cheese award time named by Shard Johnson, longtime listener. Doc, I will be shocked if you give your cheese to anyone other than Cactus Jack. It's Cactus Jack, my friend. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say the same thing to you, Hopper. I would be shocked if you give this to anything other than Cactus, anyone other than Cactus. So it's got to be Cactus. How do you not give it to Cactus? I'd love to hear someone explain that, but that's just my opinion. Unless you gave it to JR for his debut, although he was on Night of Legends, oh, so I don't know if you can that, call it a debut. Yeah, right, yeah. So, um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. Cactus has got to get the government cheese. So everybody out there who's been screaming and saying, the gangsters in New Jack keep getting the cheese. The gangsters in New Jack keep getting the cheese. There you go. Cactus Jack is now in the promotion, and he's definitely uh, eating some uh, government cheese on this uh, wonderful night. What a taping. You got J.R., Ole, Cactus, the gangsters, Bob Armstrong, Corny. Oh, you ain't kidding. Think about the names that you just named. You got Cornette, who's been here forever. Bob, who's been here. Armstrong, who's been here forever. But you got JR now on commentary. Ole shows up. You got one of the best tag teams of all time with the rock and roll, who's been a mainstay. You you got you actually got Tracy, another TV. Tracy, dirty white boy get lost because they've just been mainstays. Hell, yeah. Scotty Riggs is the damn TV champ now. I know. Huh? Right. And you, you know who else you didn't name? George South. No, as you're naming Cactus, not just George South. I got one more for you. D'Lo Brown. And we oh, yeah, even, that's true. He walked to the ring with the gangsters for the first time on television. Don't forget my sweet, sweet sunshine, Sonny. Mm. 
chips. I don't know about sweet, bro. Why? But Doc makes a great point. Scotty Riggs, we, we kind of glossed over it because Cactus shows up in the middle of it, but Scotty Riggs, um, or Stud, rolls up Boo Bradley, and Stud has won the Beat the Champ TV title. So we glossed over that because of Cactus showing up, but Scotty Riggs, Stud, is the new Beat the Champ TV title champion. So I, I agree, Doc. This was a very impactful taping. A lot, a lot went down. A lot of people showed up. So good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So, um, hey, let me remind everyone, make sure you check out the wrestling podcast about nothing with ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Current stuff, classic stuff, an all-around great show, so support them. They support us. And also check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling history with the WWF. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but good guys nonetheless. So check them out every single Monday as well. Subscribe to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing and the OVP Podcast. Hopper, I don't think we have anything else. So with that said, hit that tagline, pal. Fuck it, bitch. Shout out to all the Hall of Fame patrons out there before we get out of here. Always want to be thankful to all the patrons we have, especially our Hall of Famers. Uh, so just shout out all of you. LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA WrestleNut, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famers, Mike Childry, Kyle Rowley, and Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blasky, are all in that Super Duper category. Thank you. And Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, Ryan in Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Marecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Meyer, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Sliding 91 U.S., David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich at Spy Boy Sports Cap, 
Ari Miller, 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman, 822, Marty Howe, and T-Hog, 94. Godbold Unreal, thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons out there. And I want to say also thank you to my friend Mike Prue, all of his plugs on the bottom line cast. They are category, category, cataloging the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin in the WWF. So check out the bottom line cast wherever you get your podcast from. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, you name it, it's on there. Also on Twitter, they're at bottom line cast. Check them out. I don't think I got anything else. I appreciate all of your patronage out there. You guys are the best. Thank you very much for supporting this show each and every week. It really means a lot. And uh, or I say each and every week, but it's really each and every month. So thank you for everything you guys do. And uh, that's it. going to get out of here. You know what Lance and Harper and Doc always say? Book it, bitch.